What's up, visionaries? Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, episode number 28. Your baggage follows you if you don't deal with it. This episode is for anyone who's having all the feelings right now and is struggling with everything that's going on and you are wanting to find a solution. If that's you, I invite you to listen up because what I'm going to be sharing today may or may not be new to you, but I know that it is going to absolutely shift you if you decide to put it to use. That's the key, right? Putting it to use and being aware and mindful of using these amazing tools that we all have access to. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology as helping create long-lasting transformation, and now I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for the lost overachiever who wants more, but without the hustle. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. You can have that fulfilling career, that relationship, the abundance that you so desire, all by taking aligned actions, simply by tapping into the power of the brain, your inner wisdom, and ancient practices. I will help you realize that your vibrant life can be created by inner wisdom, self-discovery, and stillness, and not by hustle. So tune in, folks. I am delighted that you're here. Today is an interesting episode because (laughs) I do not have any notes in front of me. I'm literally letting free flow of consciousness speak through me today. And I have no idea how this is going to go, honestly, (laughs) because I've always had some sort of notes, maybe not fully scripted, but, you know, like pointers and stuff like that. But again, being transparent because I don't know any other way to be, I was having a really hard time coming up with content for this week, which is odd and unusual because I have a whole list of things that I keep notes off that I want to speak about. But for some reason, I was really feeling uninspired to talk about anything. And so I was like, all right, I've committed to doing this. And whether I am am feeling inspired or not, I'm going to show up and let consciousness speak through me. Because this is what I tell my clients, right? Which is to be committed and to do it, do it even if you don't feel like it. Because when we don't feel like it and we don't do it, what happens? Puts our life in a standstill, doesn't it? Anyways. But I was inspired to talk about this particular topic because I was having a conversation with someone on social media um, who was interested in possibly working with me. And as you all know, right, I'm pretty selective in who I work with. I generally only work with six-figure earners who are committed to their growth and potential. And I'm looking for a specific type of person 
who is ready to do this work. Not because I'm being exclusive or anything, but what I've seen is that that's what differentiates that person, my clients, from from other people because they are ready to do the work. They're not, you know, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. And but when you're not ready to do this work, it's pretty obvious. And um, it's it's like pulling teeth. I've done this many, many, many years, as you know, already know, like I've done it for over two plus decades of this type of work. So I know it's really hard when someone I, when I have to carry them or drag them with me, it's not going to work. So I'm very, very selective of who I work with. So as I was conversing with her back and forth, I was noticing there was a lot of getting into victimhood about what's happening in the world and COVID and parenting and how her boss is terrible and life sucks and all that. And I immediately knew this is not the right person for me to work with. I won't be able to serve them from my highest capacity. And for some of you, it might sound kind of odd or weird that I'm sharing this, but this is, this is what this is, but this is so many people around us, isn't it? It is not you because you're listening to this podcast. And I know I attract a certain type of person who's listening to this, whom you may be struggling with similar things, but I know that you won't get into victimhood. Anyways, the reason I bring that up is because what I noticed, and this is, I see this all over social media and many of the groups I belong to and all that, like there's just so much the people get so caught up in how terrible things are. And I agree, it's not the most pleasant place to be in for a lot of people, including me. I'm, I have two very young children who are at home trying to get them to sit in front of a computer for hours on end is, is terrible. <laughs> and this is from me, who I barely had any screen time for them during the weeks before all of this happened very, very limited screen time. Now, just sitting in front of a computer all day. And it's just, I mean, like getting a three-year-old to sit in front of a computer to do work. I mean, like it's ridiculous. And on top of it, I work from home, so I don't have any personal space. So I really get the struggles. I, I, I do. But here is, here's what I notice when people get so caught up in their stuff it doesn't really go away. I hear so many people say, oh, I just want this to end. I just want this to end. Oh, so do I. I want I want the stuff to end too. I want the COVID to end too. But here is what I know. And you may or may not already realize this and see this in your own life. Your stuff follows you. Your baggage follows you. I was going to use the S word, but I was like, all right, if you're like me, you're probably listening to podcasts in the car and while you're cooking or cleaning or all that. And sometimes you have kids with you. So I didn't want to use the swear word, but your S word follows you if you don't deal with it, doesn't it? You know, I read this quote from Carl Jung, and it said, unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Let me read that again to you. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. 
The reason I'm saying that here is because when you don't deal with stuff, what that basically tells you and me is that there's stuff in the unconscious realm that you haven't yet accessed and you haven't worked with it and you haven't cleared it out. And that is what this baggage is. So you might wait for COVID to end. You might wait for things to go back to quote unquote normal, where your kids can go back to school or whatever stuff is happening. But it doesn't really make this go away, does it? Whatever you're dealing with, whatever the beliefs are, whatever, however you show up in the world, if you if you feel like um, like things are happening to you and you have no control over your life, other situations will happen in your life that's going to make you feel this way, won't it? This is why oftentimes women in abusive relationships might leave one abusive relationship, but they go right back into another after some time without even realizing it because they haven't dealt with things. And here's the thing, guys. I really get it. I really, really get it. I used to live like that. Like for most people, you know, like I used to live like that worry, stress, worry, stress, anxiety, like I've shared with you, I'm pretty transparent here. And you've you've heard me talk about this, like I used to have so much anxiety, like pretty much all the time, all the time, like low grade anxiety, and I didn't even know I had it. Panic attacks, name it, I had it. But that was like in my, in my teens and my 20s. It's, and but I understand it. And even when I was very sick, I felt like a victim. Very much so. I mean, I constantly would tell my husband that, oh, wow, like I, you know, I never get to experience life. Life is always passing me. How come other people have all the things that I want, which was like, you know, feeling healthy and being able to eat anything I want or have kids or whatever that was at that point? I can't remember, but I do remember feeling like life was happening to me. I had no control over anything and that life sucked. It is horrible. It was it, it was a horrible place to be in. And I'm so grateful I no longer live from that place, no matter what's happening. And I want to teach you guys, I want you to discover this for your own self of how empowering it is when you don't live in that space. And I see this even on social media when people are sharing their stuff. They're often asking for validation. I feel this way. Do you feel that way too? Or I feel this way, poor me, poor me. Can somebody, can somebody, I just want, I just want, um, what do they call it? I just want someone, I, I just want to, I just, ah, I'm losing my train of thought. They basically ask for, for support or validation and not for how do I get out of this? And they're usually resistant to that. But he, you know, this is the this is how human beings are. We love misery, and misery loves company. So when you're miserable and you have other people commiserating with you, it feels good temporarily, but it doesn't make you feel good in the long run. And I know that's not you, because if that were you, you wouldn't be, you would not be attracted to anything I'm saying, because it will just, it it won't even catch your attention. And I do believe that we're energy beings. We pick up energy before anyone even speaks a word. You kind of have a sense of that person and you would not be gravitating towards my voice or whatever I'm putting out there if, if that's you. 
But the reason I'm bringing this up again is also because you may not be that extreme of like, oh, poor me, my life sucks, but you may have some level of struggling with emotions or you may have people in your life who are struggling with these types of emotions. Now, let's look at this. When you are struggling with something, when you're struggling with something, what is the first thing that's happened for you to struggle with? It's thoughts, isn't it? You may have seen that already. Like thoughts come, some kind of thoughts come. And depending on what that thought is, it leads to an emotion. And that from that emotion comes more thoughts, more emotions, more thoughts, more emotions, and then you're stuck in the spiral. And for, again, this is something you may see in your life or around you. When these thoughts come up, people get into stress and worry and anxiety and fear, all those things. And then that leads to even more of the same emotions, more of those thoughts. And then it continues spiraling downwards. Oh, this sucks. I don't have money. I don't have a job. I don't have kids. I don't have this. I don't have that. Or um, I, I can't do this. This is horrible. I can't wait for this to end. Why is this happening? Um, or, or blame blame the government, blame this, blame that, like or someone else's fault. It's always... It's always not concerned. It's always, it's always not about you. Oh my goodness. Bear with me, guys. Like I said, I don't have my notes, so I'm kind of st stumbling over my words. It always feels like it's happening to you versus you having any control. So in order to shift that, do you realize that all you need to do is shift your thoughts? And But most people don't realize that they can change their thoughts. And if they change their thoughts, they would change their emotions and they could eventually change the situation. Have you considered that if you're stuck somewhere in whatever aspect of your life, it's because you've told yourself you are stuck? You're not really stuck, but it's an illusion or it's a feeling of being stuck. Let me explain before you <laughs> you start to argue with me saying, no, my life is horrible right now. I am stuck. Okay, stay with me. Say the same situation is presented to two people. Depending on their life circumstances before them, before, the, before that situation happened, meaning Everything that's happened to them prior to the situation will dictate how they view this particular situation. Let me give you an example. I was uh, recently, you know, you, I've said this here again before that I am not very good with details. I'm more a big picture thinker. I'm a visionary like most of you are who listen to this podcast but being a visionary is not enough. <laughs> you need to take actions, which means you need steps and you need details. And the moment you present me with details, I will lose you. The moment you bring me like, you know, step by step, like do five things and then you will get there. I'm like, I got, I, I lost it. I have to write it down. I have this whole, I have to really slow it down. I have to focus. I have to really get my brain in order before I can, I can focus on details. And 
I have a client I'm working with. She's in the C-suite. So she's very, very extremely good with numbers. So we were talking the other day in one of our sessions and she said, ah, my brain's fried. All I want to do is sit in front of a computer and zone out using my my Excel sheet or something like that. Like basically numbers is what she was good. She's good at. And <laughs> I burst out laughing and I shared that with her. See, if you give me numbers, guys, if you give me numbers, <laughs> I will beat you up. <laughs> I'm kidding. But <laughs> this is what happens. My husband's really good with numbers too. But the moment we sit down and we look at finances and stuff like that, I lose him. It's not my strong, strong suit. I I can I can do other things but like you give me all these details and like oh my goodness somebody somebody please <laughs> rescue me. <laughs> so I'm bringing this up because it's the same situation, right? One person and my husband's I my husband loves numbers. I mean like in the you should it's so hilarious. The kids go to bed and I'm off to my room doing something and he's off to his computer and he's looking at numbers. He loves numbers. Like he does something with stocks and God knows what else, but like he's like looking at numbers and charts and like, I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. <laughs> but it's the same situation. And we have two different reactions based on our past experiences. Now, this could all be a story. I've just told myself that I'm not good with numbers. Here's what used to happen when I was a kid. And like I said, like I used to struggle with anxiety, the anxiety blocked me from really absorbing information. I'm a pretty smart person, but at that time, because the anxiety would, I, I cannot remember for the life of me what I studied or what my education schooling was during my middle, from middle school until high school, I remember nothing. Now, that's obviously an exaggeration. I do remember bits and pieces. And obviously, I couldn't have gotten where I am today without knowledge, basic knowledge that I had to learn back then. But you ask me what is calculus or you ask me specific, you know, grammar details. I'm like, I don't know. I just use stuff, but I can't remember exactly what these things are. I have no recollection. And I know it's because my whole everything was clouded by anxiety back then. Now, this is the story I've told myself I'm not good with numbers. I can totally shift that story, but I'm presenting this to you because I want you to see that the same situation is viewed differently by two different people based on their past circumstances. Now, take Elon Musk, for example. Do you think that if he's faced with a with a problem, he's going to be like, I can't do it, guys, it's not possible? Or is he going to be like, Let's figure this out. Let me hire somebody or let me find a different solution. How can I navigate through this? He couldn't, he couldn't be doing the things he's doing or running a company of this scale if he, if he gave into every block that came his way. Right? So this is what I'm inviting you to think about. It's all about what are, what is the story you're telling yourself? Is the story serving you? Are those thoughts serving you to constantly say, my my boss sucks or this is um the situation is terrible or um i i'm i'm struggling right now or i can't i can't i'm feeling so bad right now i'm so angry whatever it is that you're telling yourself whatever story you're telling yourself whatever thoughts there are are those serving you or not if it is not serving you 
It's an invitation to change that story, to change that thought. Now, the question is, are you ready for that? Are you committed to doing that? You know, where you are right now is not going to get you to where you want to be. You have to make some shifts and changes. Are you committed to that growth? Are you committed to walk on that bridge? Commitment is the bridge that connects you from where you are to where you want to be. So, you know, my coach, Jim, says, says, says this very often, and he keeps saying this, you are where your attention is. And we all know this, right? Wherever you put your attention on, it will continue to grow. It'll give, it'll expand. Whatever you put attention to will expand. And if you're putting your attention on a story like, I can't do this, I never have enough money, my relationship is terrible, my life sucks, this is never going, this is however it is, I can never get ahead. Whatever story you're telling yourself, or I'm not good enough, I can never do enough, whatever it is, is that story working for you? Is that what you're putting your attention to? What, what will happen if you continue to put attention on that? Is it going to work for you or is it going to keep making you feel terrible and bad? What's the choice you are ready to make? So that's your biggest takeaway, guys. If your story is not working for you, change your story, change your thoughts and focus on where is your attention. Now, I use this all the time. Where is your attention? Where is your attention? It's taken me time, guys. You know, like I said, right? You know, for so many years I worked when I from from when I was little. That's how that's how my programming was. And it's taken me time to get to where I am. But the place I am at and the place I take my clients to, there's so much more freedom when you feel like, wow, I can change my circumstances. I don't have to feel trapped by my circumstances. I don't. That is such an empowering place to be. Yeah, and it starts with not getting caught up in your thoughts or your emotions. Just let them be. If you haven't listened to last week's episode on silencing the mind to create whatever you want, the one secret to create whatever you want, I'm really going to invite you to do that because when you can, when you can put these two together, your life will change dramatically. I guarantee that. Change your thoughts, change your emotions, move your attention to where you want it to be, and then sit in silence to create whatever you want. It, it works amazingly well. So these are your big takeaways. And here are some things that I personally do so that I don't get caught up in emotions. See, the brain is really powerful. It's like a sponge. Without you recognizing or realizing, you're going to be absorbing information from your environment and you won't even know that you've taken it on. So when you're scrolling Facebook, reading news, listening to news, seeing news, whatever you do, just remember that it's being imprinted onto your brain. So here's what I do to protect myself. And this is just my thing. I'm not asking you to do it. You can do it or not do it. You can try it out and see how that works for you. But I'm very, very, very careful and particular about what I'm exposing my mind to. And I'm going to invite you to do the same 
It may work for you. It may not work for you, but that's up to you to try it or to, to take, to take this. I know this thing works for me. I don't watch news. I don't scroll social media. When I go on social media, it's only because of my groups or whatever I need to do there to get stuff done. I do not commiserate with people. If somebody is posting about how their life sucks, I may offer a solution, but I do not commiserate with them. And I don't put things out when I'm struggling with things. That's the because, because here's why. It's not because I don't want to be vulnerable. I do talk to my coach, my my guides, my closest um, advisors in my life. I talk to them when I'm struggling with something, but I will not put it out on social media in that sense. I only talk about it after it's done because I don't want attention on it. Say, for example, when I was sick, right? When I was sick and then I would put, if I, if I put out there, oh, I was sick I, or I am, I'm, I'm struggling with my health or whatever, whatever, whatever. What is going to be happening? Just for a second, just think about that. On social media, it's, you know, when you, when you put it out, like you have hundreds and hundreds, like I have, I don't know, so many contacts on social media right now, which I barely use. I don't, I use it for work and that's it. But everybody is like focusing on that and saying, Oh, I'm sorry. You're sick. I'm sorry. You're sick. I'm sorry. You're sick. Imagine that kind of energy coming at you. It is, it is just, and everything is energy. Words are energy and I want upliftment. So if I need something, I'm very specific about what I'm asking, but I will not put about what I'm struggling with and how my life sucks. And I'm actually, this is up to you. I'm inviting you to do the same. Talk to your closest advisors, talk to your coach, talk to people who are helping you, your guides, but do not, this is, I cannot say do not, it's up to you. <laughs> You're all an adult. You're not my kids. <laughs> Even with them, I don't say like, don't do this because they're independent people. And I'm very careful about what the attention, what attention gets put on there. So that's it, folks. Let me just recap on what specifically are your biggest takeaways. If you're struggling, this is, this may or may not be hard for you to hear. <laughs> if you're struggling, it's a choice you're making to struggle, number one. And Pay attention to your thoughts, pay attention to your emotions, and pay attention to where is your attention. If you don't like how you're feeling, start to change the story. What will you lose? What will you lose if you change the story? What do you gain by changing the story? Right? These are two very important questions to answer. And see what comes up from that. All right, I am going to invite you to share your takeaways from this episode on social media. Tag me at Padma Ali on Instagram. That's where you'll find me. You'll find me on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's usually where I hang out these days. And also, if you have found value with these episodes, please leave a good review because it allows people to find it because I know you want to help people and that would help um, anyone who's searching for some similar content that's going to help them. 
And lastly, subscribe and share with your friends and family. If you found value, I'm sure they will too. Thank you so much, folks. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.